You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. This week on the Bearded Theologians, we're gonna um, we kind of re- recognize that we have fallen short of grace and um, the mark that we hit of trying to be perfect, per- perfect, and um, we we realize that we kind of um, bashed a little bit of contemporary praise music and and after the episode and after listening to the episode, Zach and I kind of realized that we really you know there's some good contemporary music out there, and um, so today we're gonna talk a little bit about um, the contemporary songs that actually uh, speak and talk to us right now and are and right now where we're at and because you know that stuff always changes and so zach um what are some of the songs that, that um speak to you right now well you know and, and to be fair to the to last week's episode we, we talked a little bit about about it but um we want to give it a fair shake <laughs> give it a fair shake and so um you know we referenced um some bands last week uh like ring collective and, and gunger uh and, and some other folks. Um, but to me, the, the ones that are, are, are speaking to me right now, um, gosh, uh, Second, Ch- Second Chances by Ring Collective is a really life-giving song for me. Because um, it's just, <laughs> like like that said a second ago, it's just full of that grace um, and kind of where we are and, and kind of that nature of God that, that he loves us. And, and here's, um, when we fall short, here's this, uh, the second chance, this next chance to, to pick back up and move forward. Um, and I, I think Ring Collective really collect, um, uh, connects that for me uh, and really articulates that through this song. Uh, and um, then another one, um, uh, Dry Bones by, by Gunger is another one of the songs. Uh, and both of those musically, uh, I really, really enjoy uh, as well as lyrically. Um, but I remember listening to Dry Bones, um, I don't know, six years ago when that album came out, when Beautiful Things came out. Um, I think, if I remember right, this is the first song on that album. And I remember, I uh, was still a youth pastor at the time, I remember getting the CD in the mail through um, whatever the CD uh, service is. Uh, uh, you remember what it is? I don't know. It's the box one. YLO, Youth Leaders Only, that. Uh, it'd come to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I remember getting the CD in the mail and like, I don't know who this younger people are, but it's a pretty cool album cover. Uh, I popped it in. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've got to get this in the ears of anybody because it was just, it was so good. And, um, but I felt very much like that, uh, just very dry uh, at times. And that song always reminds me that, um, gosh, even though even though we pour and we pour and we pour and we become dry sometimes as, as pastors, as people, and as uh, you know Christians, that there's more there. Uh, that God God truly breathes life into us, um, into our dry bones. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop there. I've got a couple more, but I'm going to, I'm going to let Matt talk about a couple. So, so what are, what are, what are some of your songs then? So, I mean, it, it wouldn't just happen to be coincidence that when we had our little, um, Gunger crush experience in Houston, <laughs> um, that, um, you know, that we, that both of us have some Gunger songs and actually we probably had several that we could have really easily listed. Oh yeah. Um, the, the, the one for me that I love of Gunger that really does speak to me is you make beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And it's the line, um, that 
you know, where they say that um, that God makes beautiful things out of us and out of the dust, and 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 in spite of that brokenness, that God can put us back together and make us whole, and then, and that's a beautiful thing in its own right. And um, the the music of it actually even so is even more powerful, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to kind of replicate that. And it's funny how oh, often. Yes. In contemporary music, it's hard to, re- to replicate what you experience on the radio mm-hmm. um, or in a concert venue than trying to do it in worship. There are, there are some good bands that do it. There are some good worship mm-hmm. bands that can replicate some of the sound and some of the, the things. But I, I, I think that that's one of the things I've noticed with contemporary music mm-hmm. is that, especially in this culture in this day and age, is that once you hear it on the radio in a certain way or you hear it live in a certain way, it can mm-hmm. never be the same. Um, it's like for me in Oceans, um, I was blessed to get to go to Passion several years ago um, and hearing Oceans live, you know, I've ever since I've never been able to hear that song in the way that I've heard it that one time before. It's not that it's worshipful. It's just like it's kind of locked in a time. And it's the same thing with hymns mm-hmm. is that if you sing a hymn a certain way at a certain speed, you, you get locked into it. Well, and, it, 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 if somebody plays it on the organ and they hear it on the piano, yeah. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. Well, and, and the other song for me, um, and this is actually the song that we're going to use um, this month in worship uh, to kick off our worship uh, on Sunday mornings is come as you are by Crowder. Um, you know, um, you know, lay down your lay down your shame, lay down your burden. Um, all who are broken, lift up your face. A wonder come home. You are not far. So lay down your hurt, lay down your heart, and come as you are. And um, you know, as we um, in my congregation, as I'm getting ready to move, um, I want people still to feel uh, welcomed. I want people still to come as they are. As we are in this season of transition, this season of um, of uh, change. Um, as I get ready to hand off my baton to uh, Kathy, and as I'm getting ready to receive. Uh, the baton and Tahlequah from James. Um, these two songs, like to start in, in our little conversation, I, I think are extremely powerful for my congregation. Um, but I also think that um, when we can be honest in our music, um, it can actually touch people's hearts in a way that um, you know a sermon or a prayer can't. And and to me, that's where Crowder's "Come as You Are" really does nail that. And it's amazing to see people sing this in my congregation. Because uh, it's it's just it does touch it it rings true to who we are and the congregation that we are that we do really expect we really want people to come as they are and um, so Zach as um, we continue this conversation what are some other ones that uh, popped up in your mind or some ones that you wrote down you know I'm I'm gonna backtrack just a second because we we had a we had a a knockdown drag out of who got to claim beautiful things because <laughs> it's a powerful song um, and and so because it wasn't on my list i had to pick another i'm going to speak to it um because and specifically because no, you specifically because you talked about just the power in the in the music itself uh when i started learning how to play bass that was one of the first bass lines i learned was that song and um just musically as a whole it's a really really simple song but it's ominous it just carries some weight and, and I love, 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 love to play that song. And I've learned to play it on guitar since. But uh, for me, that, that song will always be a bass song for me. Um, and, and, and it's just because the music fits so well um, to, to the theme and the tone of, of the song. So I'll quit talking about that and I'll move on to my other songs. Um, the, the other two songs uh, that I picked are, are kind of in a different vein. Um, but like what you said, when, when we invite people to come into worship, we're inviting them in for this whole um, 
whole experience, this whole thing. And um, from beginning to end, it's worship. It's not about the sermon or just about the sermon. It's not just about this one aspect. From the moment we walk into worship, we want people to come as they are in and experience worship through the whole event, through the whole encounter. And so these next two songs, um, I hope do the same thing as, as Come As You Are, to, to invite people into this space and understand that we all have a little bit of brokenness. We all have um, this, but we're all offered grace. Um, and so my next two are uh, Never Once by Matt Redmond and uh, Your Love Never Fails uh, by Jesus Culture. And um, I've, I've been teaching uh, our congregation, um, one of our congregations, or our contemporary service, um, Never Once. We've sang it a couple times in the last few weeks uh, for that service. And, you know, it's, it, you know, kind of the chorus is never once did you ever walk away. Um, and that's God. God. God didn't walk away from us. Uh, we may walk away from, from God, but God's grace is always there walking beside us. And, and I feel that a lot as, as people come into church uh, saying, you know, I feel, like, I feel like God's not there. Well, well God is. Um, let's find those ways to reconnect with that. And then the same with your love never fails, kind of in that same vein that, you know, sometimes our love does fail God and community and people and ourselves, and yet God's love doesn't fail us. It's it's always, always there. Um, and, and those two songs really bring uh, kind of that central theme out, out for me, and I hope is, is life-giving in, in a variety of ways for people as they come and, uh, and worship and encounter um, God in, in the various ways that they worship. And, and hopefully, um, you know, anytime we put a worship service together, whether it's hymns or contemporary music like this, that it brings those life-giving ways out of, of confession, of pardon, of just connecting with God in such a way that's life-giving. And, and, um, I think, and I think that that's okay. key is that, yeah. um, you know, like, we, you know, we did bash, bash it pretty hard um, last week. <laughs> I mean, not super hard, but. I don't, I don't want to say we bashed it. We were pretty critical. Um, we were pretty critical but, of it. But I think it's too, I think in that, the, the way that I think we were trying to be critical of it was the performance side of it all and, and mm -hmm. how in contemporary music, sometimes it becomes about the soloists, you know, the guitar solo in the middle of a song. Right. And you've got a congregation standing up, standing there wondering, you know, well, this is nice. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimi Hendrix. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. And so I think that that's kind of the struggle is that while mm -hmm. there's some great music out there mm -hmm. um, and, and there is some strong theologically sound music, yeah. um, I, I think the other struggle too is the performance side of it all right. does sometimes overwhelm or underwhelm uh, mm -hmm. people that are trying to worship. And, right. um, I, and I think that's key. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of sometimes get caught up in that. Well, we do. And, th and that's something um, that I've had the opportunity. I'm not a musician, please. Listeners don't feel like I'm a musician. Um, I dink around on the guitar or the bass guitar and uh, try not to sing bad enough to mess things up. Um, but I, I, as a pastor, as somebody who leads worship, I, I feel like I have a grasp of what that means what coming with a worshipful attitude means from opening you know from prelude from prelude to benediction you know what what all of that means and i've had the opportunity to to, to lead some worship bands in various places in that the attitude of worship is so important um and you run into people in praise bands wherever uh and even choirs and things like that um 
that come with an attitude of performance over um, worship and that the congregation can feel that and uh it and there's a different there's a there's a shift when we come with the attitude of worship over performance yeah the worship the performance may not be the best but at least it'd be quality and the congregation can latch on to that and so the, that, that is a very important important thing is that that worship as opposed to performance mindset and aspect and that's why we should shout it Go on and scream it from the mountains. Go on and tell it to the mountains that he is God. <laughs> you can't segue like that. <laughs> and, and, and that's the song. Like that was one of the songs. That was another song that we fought. That for, was another uh, song we fought. All for. the poor and powerless uh, by all songs and daughters. It is a, a powerful song. Um, it's it's one of the ones that I love to play uh, in a video loop, um, mm-hmm. either before worship or. Uh, during communion, it's a good communion kind of song. Um, it is. If, if I had if I had a praise band, um, or if I had a band, this would be one that would be one of our standards mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's just so powerful. You know, it is. Um, but this is and, another one I'm teaching. Uh, but I mean, really, we all sing out hallelujah, and we all mm-hmm. cry out hallelujah. Oh. We all sing out hallelujah. The, the crappy thing is you can't sing it during Lent. <laughs> no, I know. And that's when I wanted to introduce it. Cause that's kind of when I took our previous band over and I was like, Oh, we can't, we got to wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the next one is it, it, the next one for me, this is more of a memory song. Mm. Uh, one that stirs up a, a memory within me that I really love and love to go back to just when I need those moments. Um, but it's also a really good song. It's hold us together by Matt Maurer. Um, mm. You know, um, you know, and love will hold us together and make us a shelter to weather the storm. And I'll be my brother's keeper. So the whole world should know that we are not alone. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really big on love. My theology is centered on love. And, um, and, and part of this song for me, it stirs up a memory of when I do sixth grade camp. This is a song that it seems like every year that we do it, the kids come together and we'll like link arms and sway back and forth. And it's, it's just one of those feeling songs that really does stir up within people, the right spirit. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it could be, a, it could be one of those love um, songs that we kind of try not to like um, that some, sometimes like uh, in worship. Um, and, and I get that, but I also think that, um, you know, um, you know, the opening line is, you, you know, I don't have a job, you know, pay your bills, uh, won't buy you a home in Beverly Hills, won't fix your life in five easy steps, ain't the law of the land or the government, but it's all you need and love will hold us together. And, and I think that that's, um, sometimes that's stuff that we just need to hear mm-hmm. is that love will hold us together and, right. and, and help us weather all those storms of life and, um, that throws at us. And I think that that's kind of key um, and I think that's important to remind people in worship that, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, that, that God is going to be there with you in the thick of just crap. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as we, you know, listen to these songs, you know, pay close attention to them. And I think to to what they're saying to you and, and, and what the image of God that they're trying to present. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is one that could be kind of borderline, one of those love me and Jesus kind of songs that I really don't like, but... Mm-hmm this one is one that seems to be another one that if done well, people really engage and kind of get. Right. Well, and I, and I think that's the, the thing we have to remember when we, when we engage in this conversation, whether it be about hymns or about contemporary music or 
God, secular music, you know, whatever, whatever the style may be that, you know, maybe we don't think it's a, a nice deep theological song and we don't like it, but maybe that is life giving to somebody because they're going through a, a, a specific moment in time. Um, and it really spoke to them then. And, and so, and, it, and I think that's why we circle back to this and say, you know, look, we had this really kind of critical conversation last week, but we want to circle around because we do understand that this is good for people. Um, and, but the other thing that we all have to understand is, you know, maybe it's only for a season. Maybe, maybe that song is really only life giving for a season. And once we were out of that situation, we'd go back and go, Oh my gosh, you know, like, well, what was that? You know? Um, and well, but that, you, the same can be said for scripture and prayer. And but you can only sing, too. you can only sing. He touched me only so many times. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and I think that that's it. I think you nailed it on the head is that, Right. Music is so seasonal and temporal it is. that sometimes we get caught up in wanting a certain, we want to go right. back to a certain moment or a certain feeling because mm-hmm. it either made us feel good or it got us out of a moment. And, and, and maybe if we go back to it, it may not like there's right. some stuff, there's some, there's some really classic um, contemporary hymn or contemporary songs mm-hmm. that we don't sing anymore right. either because we're out of that season or like, you know, no one sings the original version of Awesome God anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, Although we should sing the Insiders version of it because Ska's life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and there there are other songs where, I mean, even in hymns, you know, we have churches that, right. and, and, and I'll be honest, I've done this too, uh, we cut hymns short. and Oh, um, we drop verses all and, the time, and, yeah. And, and part of me is not okay with that, the, the musician mm-hmm. side of me. Um, that has a family member who does write composition uh, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't like that because mm-hmm. it, you know, it kind of deters from the song. The other thing that I have found interesting um, is the uh, theological diversity uh, in music through denominations. And mm-hmm. so you'll have a um, it, Methodist hymnal ha- will have it one way. The Baptist hymnal will have a song one way. And like, yeah. and, and to me, that, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, but it also for some people is a confusing and well, no, this is the way that it was always sung. You know, we, we grew up right. in a Baptist church. We were now attending a Methodist church and I can't believe they sing it that way. Um, right. They're singing you know, it wrong. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're singing it wrong. It's like, no, right. like they're singing it in the way that they know how, or no, that's right. actually, you know, there are a couple of times where we have to point out like the history of the songs. And I think that that's why that stuff is really important mm-hmm. because far too often we don't know and we just sing them and we need right. to get to know right. music a little bit better. Um, and, no, you're right. And, 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 it, and it comes with that. It's kind of like reading scripture. You read it one way or read one translation and then you go to a different church or you get a different pastor or, or somebody gives you a different Bible and you go, no, that's not, you know, that's not how John three sixteen is supposed to sound. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it comes with that understanding of learning why, you know, John Mark McMillan would make the same argument that he wrote sloppy wet kiss for a reason and Crowder screwed it up. Because uh, it made him uncomfortable. <laughs> well, a sloppy wet kiss from Crowder would also be very beardy. It would be. Uh, it, it would be, be. It would be even a really sloppy wet kiss. It would be. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't and, think Crowder's and, out there giving anybody sloppy wet kisses. One would hope not. Um, or even unforeseen kisses, because that's weird too, right? That, that, that's true too. Um, <laughs> I got you, you know, Crowder. Um, 
So as we bring uh, this Creative Theologians podcast to a close, um, you know, a couple of things that we want to lift up, please um, subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we're trying to get to 100 because uh, once we get to 100, we can have a custom URL and that's, that'll be a great thing to have. Uh, we can do neat things. We can do neat things with it. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to buy a, a coffee mug or two or even a t-shirt. They're all awesome stuff. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Mother's Day is coming up. A, a pink bearded theologian's mug would look really good for a mother. Um, just, just FYI. Um, you know, um, so we want to encourage you to be to just continue to be part of the conversation. If you don't like what we said, please let us know and like let's let's talk this out. Um, if if you like what we said, please please feel free to share it. I want to give a shout out to Zach's wife. Uh, she shared a couple things uh, for did. us this week. Uh, uh, you know, and 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 she did it probably out of spite of Zach showing that she actually does listen to the podcast a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, she also knew mother's day was coming up and uh, that I needed to, you know, brownie to, points, right. To, to get your stuff together too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we encourage you to read the blog. There's a lot of stuff up on the yeah. blog. Um, I've written the last two weeks. Um, there's a couple of other good posts up there that, you know, dig into and uh, go back and listen to, you know, like in the month of March, we literally had an interview every week. Um, yeah. And so go back and, and listen and those and, and just continue to be part of our conversation here at the Bearded Theologians. Uh, so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. And you don't put music in a corner. Don't do it. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.